Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, Ukraine launches a humanitarian corridor, Egypt and Algeria buy wheat at tender, and lies, damn lies and statistics. Following the expiration of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, from which Russia withdrew, stating that their demands had not been met, Ukraine launched their own version of the humanitarian corridor. To date, two vessels have burst in the Black Sea port of Komomorsk, one of which has been loaded with 4K of wheat and exited via the corridor. So far, there's been no response by Russia, although this cannot be discounted. Rumours of additional vessel fixtures circulate, which Russia will be monitoring closely. Reports that a vessel had hit a mine in Romanian waters saw prices spike briefly yesterday, which demonstrates the sensitivity to attacks on maritime vessels. The EU ban on Ukrainian exports via Romania, Bulgaria, Poland, Slovakia and Hungary, other than for transit through, expired on the 15th of September, although this has met with mixed reactions with Hungary and Poland taking unilateral action to extend the ban. The remaining states are considering Ukrainian proposals to tighten the flow via an import-export licensing system, although Romania are to extend import controls for at least a further 30 days. Relations between Poland and Ukraine are deteriorating and Ukraine's threat to sue those who do not adhere to the EU's lifting of the ban will not go down well. Algeria and Egypt held import tenders this week may be a sign that current prices are deemed acceptable to importers. Algeria reportedly bought 600k at between 272 and $275 CNF, but only after raising their price to secure the additional volume, as only 120k was initially offered at $272. All sales to Algeria are basis optional origin, but the price would suggest Russian or Ukrainian wheat is the most likely origin. Egypt bought 120k of Bulgarian wheat CNF at $272, with Russian offers once again all offered at $270 FOB, which clearly excluded them from doing any business. One can only speculate why Russian offers are all aligned at the floor price at public tenders when it is clear that they discount the floor price on private business. Reports suggest that Egypt are frustrated by this practice and are seeking to buy 500k of French or Belgian wheat. France have reportedly been busy selling wheat to China recently, which may partly explain the huge volumes trading on Matif on a daily basis, predominantly in the front month, which at the very least implies a change of ownership. Australia would normally be a major supplier to China, but with their production likely to be sharply lower due to the El Nino drought, maybe China is spreading the risk. The saying lies, damn lies and statistics springs to mind when trying to make sense of the flood of data circulated by both the private and government sectors. USDA monthly reports are closely followed by the trade, but are known for their small steps approach to changes. The USDA monthly numbers are gauged against what a group of analysts think they will print and not necessarily what the trade believes. Russian crop sizes and stocks have huge disparities between private analyst forecast and government official figures. EU wheat export data appears to be weeks in arrears and lagging official port data. Nonetheless, analysts report that EU exports are down 28% on last year, which is perceived as bearish. 
UK wheat export data is always two months in arrears and it will be weeks before an official UK crop figure is published. Conversely, we are led to believe that war-torn Ukraine can produce area, yield, production and export data both overland by truck, train, barge and sea on an almost daily basis. Maybe the USDA should employ them to collate their global S&Ds. The market is trying to stabilise at levels close to recent lows and with the Northern Hemisphere harvest almost over, attention will switch to Southern Hemisphere prospects, particularly in Australia, Argentina and Brazil, where El Nino looms large. Managed funds continue to press the short side of the market and will need a trigger for them to change tack. On to malting barley, this week's headlines, nearby premiums slip again, pre-Christmas buyers are absent and there's a lack of fresh brewer demand. Another very quiet week on malting barley. Export and domestic buyers are extremely hard to find. To counter that, sellers have seemingly gone to the ground as fieldwork now takes precedence. Harvest in England has now been completed. Samples are still being gathered. Early drilled barley looks to have made the best quality with low N and decent retentions, although visually it has taken some weather. The later drilled and later harvested barley has proved to be a mixed bag, with significantly higher N and germination issues being seen. Scottish harvest is nearing completion. Quality is an issue. However, maltsters are widening their specs to bring the crop in. Debate continues around the UK surplus. Is there a surplus and where and what is it? We believe the balance sheet looks tighter than others, but we need demand to pick up if we're to be proven to be correct. EU maltsters are quiet. Beer consumption is down 5%, presumably on a damp summer. Again, the balance sheet looks extremely tight on the continent. The French are replacing spring barley with winters, as they are circa €50 cheaper. Rumours of Australian and Argentinian barley being traded into Holland are doing the rounds. However, looking at the terms, we find this hard to believe. The outlook is unclear currently. Buyers are reluctant to pay record premiums with the lack of demand and high production costs, but sellers have hardened their resolve at this point in time. One thing we are certain of is that there will be negligible carry-out stock into new crop. And this week's oilseed rape headlines, the focus remains on US soybeans, harvest pressure on Canadian canola and Brent crudes trading around 10-month highs. Matif rapeseed has continued to see pressure, with the November contract breaking below €440 before finding support. The market's attention remains on US soybeans following the prolonged period of dry weather. The latest condition report rated 52% of the crop as good to excellent, which is the worst rating for soybeans at this time of year since 2013. This month's WASDE report projected the US soybean harvest at 4.146 billion bushels, down from 4.205 last month, and an average yield of 50.1 bushels an acre, down from 50.9. Overall, the report tightened the outlook for oilseeds, but this was largely expected. We're also starting to see harvest pressure, with the US soybean harvest 5% complete as of the 17th of September. There's been talk that actual yields are disappointing, but it's still early days. Harvest pressure has been weighing on Canadian canola, with a provincial report on the 11th of September showing 42% of the harvest operations to be complete in Saskatchewan, Canada's major producing rapeseed province. 
There's also reports which put the harvest yields better than forecasts issued by Statistics Canada last week, which has pressured the market. Palm oil plummeted last week following data released by the Malaysian Palm Oil Board, which showed Malaysia's stocks to be at their highest in seven months at the end of August, along with exports falling sharply. Inventories jumped 22.5% compared to the 9.23% expected, and exports fell 9.78%, also worse than estimates of 1.77%. This put pressure on palm oil prices and weighed on rival oils. Supporting market, however, is Brent crude oil, which is currently trading around 10-month highs, underpinned by a tight supply outlook and strong demand for the rest of 2023. The International Energy Agency, the IEA, have commented that Saudi Arabia and Russia's extension of output cuts means there's a substantial deficit through the fourth quarter, and although there's a lack of cuts at the start of 2024, stocks will be at uncomfortably low levels. Finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for October at £179, November 180 Feed barley for October at 164, November 165. Oilseed rape for October at 350 to 355, November 355 to 360. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.